They shoot the shit. They shoot, they shoot the shit. Shoot, 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 shit, shit, shit. Shooting the shit with Chippa. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Shooting the Shit with Chippa. Um, I have a very exciting guest because not only has this guest decided that he actually wanted to speak with me again, but he's also the first person I'm about to mention in my Patreon patron third tier $15 or more patrons that get mentioned on my show. So number one is Mason, who's my guest tonight. Number two is Christopher Finnick. Number three is Patricia Chipman. And number three, four is Hugh Campbell, who is goes by Green Goblin on Twitter, and he was also one of my first guests on the TalkBuster podcast. If you want your name mentioned on the show, just become a $15 or more patron of mine, and I'll talk about you on here. Um, the other tiers that I've got are $1. You get in there, you get access to all my shows three days early. If you hit me with a $5 option, um, you get to pick a topic for um, either shooting the shit or creating geeks, and you get access to Chippa Pays It Forward, where I donate $1 to any patron uh, patreon of your choosing and i'll promote them on the show which i think is a really cool deal you give me five bucks i give somebody a dollar it's a pretty good deal so with that um this show is brought to you by the creating not the creating geeks that's my show um geeks with shields podcast your home for all things good and nerdy and this is the darkest timeline i've had those guys on this show frequently and i've been on their show as well please check out Ulrich and axel's show over on patreon.com slash geeks with shields and with that, my guest tonight, like I said, is Mason. Mason, reintroduce yourself to the internet. Uh, hi, internet. Uh, I'm uh, Mason. I live in Salt Lake City. I work in IT. I have dogs. Uh, <laughs> and I have interesting stories. And he Maybe. said dogs, not worms. So ladies, don't worry. <laughs> Thanks for that, buddy. <laughs> I don't know. My, my, that's just where my brain went. <laughs> Don't mind me. Fantastic. My name is Mason, and I have worms. I'm attending Worms Anonymous. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, man, that's nuts. So you're in Salt Lake City, and I am still in Massachusetts, and we are currently dealing with, um, speaking of the fact that your Twitter handle is Kill All Nazis, we are dealing with the Nazis and trying to infest us again. In God, about- I've, I've seen that, and that's... The- the, uh, the straight pride parade or whatever. like who are they trying to kid like i get it i get it you know like i'm sure some douchebag out there wants to have a straight pride parade but you read like who the guy organizing it is and you're like wow he's a proud boy oh oh shit milo yiannopoulos is going to be their their chairperson huh you're not even trying to hide it guys like <laughs> You picked the only gay conservative Nazi to be the head of your straight pride march? That doesn't seem to make a whole lot of sense. Chris, please, if these people were logical, they wouldn't be like this. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Um, But yeah, I thought that was funny. We can talk about that a little bit tonight, too. But um, Mason, um, you are hitting a new world of my shows in which I'm trying to pitch the silly movie game that I um, came up with with a buddy at work on lunch. Um, we have a couple of movie games we've made, and I'll, I'll bore you with one of them um, just as an idea because me and my friend are crazy and I like talking about it. So we'd go to lunch and we'd say, oh, man, cool ideas for movie games. Okay, inappropriate laugh track. And, and of course, 
every one is Schindler's List because it's just inappropriate. <laughs> and, and so we, we, we left that one to the side. Um, and then we went with, hey, director speed dating. And we realized that this is really only for the most equipped movie fans because, you know, who knows directors, but, you know, us crazy geeks that get way into it. But mm-hmm. the idea was you could have two people like, you know, um, Quentin Tarantino and uh, M. Night Shyamalan, you know, and you got Quentin Tarantino come in and it goes, it's a movie about a guy who's really obsessed with women's feet. And then M. Night Shyamalan, oh, and he himself is a foot. What a twist, you know, <laughs> was kind of the gag. Um, but then we we came up with right, right quote, wrong movie, which got a lot of legs. I've talked about it with people at parties and um, I'm starting to structure it and turn it into an idea that I plan on pitching to make into a card game. So it's played cards against humanity style. Um, you have 10 movie quotes picked from a random number generator um, in an Excel spreadsheet that I've written. And I have 10 quotes and then we're going to go three rounds and you're, you and I are going to trade off picking numbers and that's going to generate a movie. And for that movie, you and I each have to come up with a quote that we think fits that movie the most. That isn't a quote from that movie. Um, and so hilarity ensues. And to give you an example, um, my favorite, um, the first one I ever came up with playing this with my buddy at lunch, was he pulled out, come up with your most inappropriate quote for the passion of the Christ. And I said, if someone asks if you're a god, you say yes. <laughs> and it, it worked out perfectly. Oh. Um, my, my wife's favorite one to use for that is the power of Christ compels you, which is a bit on oh. the nose, but perfect. <laughs> <laughs> that all works. So anyway, so if you're ready and if the rules make sense, because, you know, it is what it is. Um, are you ready to play a right quote, wrong movie? Yeah. Okay. So you have your quotes in front of you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then round one, pick a number between three and 145. 87. 87. Zero effect. Have you ever seen this film? No. All right. Pick another number because it only works if we've both seen it. 65. Session 9. Isn't that some kind of found footage horror movie or something? It is. Do you want to go to a different one? Yeah, I've not seen it. It only works if we've both seen it, dude. That's the whole point. Pick another number. 103. 103. When Harry Met Sally. Okay, that I've seen. All right. So you go first with a quote while I'm looking to see if I have one that'll work. A quote from that movie? Or? Nope. A quote that you feel would best fit in a funny, ironic, or you think I'd laugh at it or find it ridiculous kind of way. So it's like Cards Against Humanity. You're trying to find something that'll make the other person think, oh, yeah, that's perfect. But it's not okay. from that movie. Okay. Because you sure. probably have a quote from that movie because there's like four on my list from that movie. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> All right. Give me a second. No, no worries. This is what makes it fun. Do, 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 do. Not helping. I know. I'm just being a jerk. <laughs> All right, I got one. God, I, I, I don't know why I'm blanking. <laughs> no, dude, it's okay. This is perfect. I got one if you want me to go first. I was yeah, just you, you go All right. first. Unfortunately, you don't have the balls to back up the actions of your huge cock from four rooms for when Harry met Sally. Place that in whatever scene you see fit. 
Oh, oh. God damn, what the fuck was that from? Uh Oh, you're gonna you are gonna do a you're gonna do a gimme, you're gonna pull one uh that I didn't give you, that's fine. Okay. I'm gonna use one of the ones you gave me. No wire hangers ever from See, Mommy Yeah, you win. You win. I, I I'm not even we'll let the internet vote when I post this episode, but that, that takes the cake for me. All right, so Mason with one. <laughs> that's awesome. Jesus Christ. Have you ever seen Mummy Dearest? That's a fucked up movie. I've heard too many things oh. about it to ever want to and see And that it, quote but... is so screwed up. Oh. All right. So round two, a number between three and 145. Go. 40. 40. Jimmy Neutron, boy genius. I have seen that. Oh, boy. God help me. <laughs> All right. I'm going to go with one while you're picking. Looks like I picked the wrong week to quit sniffing glue. From airplane. <laughs> I love the smell of napalm in the morning. Apocalypse oh, now. Jesus. <laughs> Imagine if Jimmy Neutron just ended with mass genocide. I mean, kind of does. Oh, no, that's true. It is a Steve Odekirk movie. I, th- I think you get that one, too. Uh, all right, one more. Three to 145, my friend. Mm, 17. 17. It'd be funny if I knew what these were going to come up. This is a surprise to me. Nope, n- neither of us have seen that. <laughs> Cook the thief, wife, and his lover. Lover. Nope, that's that's one my buddy added. I'm going to go with 16. Let's see what we okay. got. Clerks. Yep, I've seen that. Well. <laughs> All right. All right, okay. go ahead. I got one. Don't yep. shoot yourself. Don't shoot each other, and especially don't shoot me. Oh, that works really well for the alternate ending. Yes, yes, too. that's what I was thinking. I think you went meta with that. So the best I've got is the quote from Ferris Bueller, Days Off, life moves around pretty fast, but if you don't stop to look around once in a while, you could miss it, which is like the perfect, like Silent Bob would say it in one of these movie things. That but I think you're like, yeah, that, that, that kind of fits more with Clerks too, honestly. I agree. I've yours. I'm thinking. I'm giving you three for three, man. Yours is way too fitting because it goes with the deep dive. So, so what do you think? That's right. Quote wrong movie. That's think a, about think about uh, playing that with a group of your friends and having like a thousand quotes at your disposal. Oh man, right? me, man, me and Will would would end up in a fucking fist fight with this stupid. That's thing. awesome. So on um. I have a, a patron hangout with the Geeks with Shields folks coming up, and they want me to bring this. And send everybody in the patron hangout ten quotes and play it with them. That would be fucking crazy. Yeah. So I actually have a guy, and I can't say what his name is yet, but I have a guy I'm um, coming on this show uh, in a month or two to pitch something. That's a board game manufacturer, and I'm Ooh. thinking of pitching this to him then to figure out how I'd go about making this. There you so, go. Put him on. Put him on the spot while you're recording. <laughs> Oh, I mean, he, he could also say, I'll talk to you about it after, too. I just, well, I have his ear. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, so that's that's that. Thank you for indulging me. And with that, Mason, um, let's update the world on where you and I are at since we talked last and see if we uh, can see where this conversation is going to go. And welcome back to Shooting the Shit with Chippa. The floor is yours, my friend. All right. So I'm not sure. Uh, so this first thing, I'm not really sure plays on a pod, plays on a podcast. But you know, you may not have uh, have, have have increased your, the size of your family since the last time we talked, but I have. So um, I have adopted a new dog. 
awesome. I just sent, I just sent you a couple pictures in Skype. Uh, this, oh man, this uh, is this is going to be great. It's going to be visuals. Oh my goodness, look at you. <laughs> That's Layla. She is a half red nosed pit bull, half blue nosed pit bull. She is. Let's see. She was uh, eight weeks when I got her at the end of uh, December. And are the spots natural hair color? Yes. Is that, yes. Oh, that's she, so cool. She look. She. she, she, she <laughs> look, it was between her, who looks fucking crazy unique, and a black dog with a white stripe. Those were the. Oh no, no, she's awesome, dude. I know she's she, she's fantastic. She is such a uh, she is a goddamn terror right now because she's a puppy and she has all that puppy energy. So how many dogs do you have, Mason? Two. Two, which is the maximum say, you me, number. You see, that is the maximum number anyone should ever have. I agree. It's like kids. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but that's yeah. so cool. She's she's fantastic. She's a big love bug. You know, every night, every night I go to bed, and then like ten minutes later, she hops up in the bed. Are you cool if I post these pictures when of I post course. the episode? All right. Absolutely. I'm going to save them while we're talking, just so people are like, you know, you, you ever thought of uh, the, you ever heard Mitch Hedberg before? Yes. He has those classic jokes where I'm going to do a whole bunch of jokes. You guys need to be here to see now. And you're going to be like, what the fuck? <laughs> My favorite is he's, he's going, I like to hold the microphone cord like this and you don't have to see him to know what he's doing. And he goes, and then I let the microphone cord go and you hear a whole bunch of jokes at once. <laughs> <laughs> He's like kinking a hose. Yeah, yep. And I'm like, that's genius. <laughs> oh God. So yes, I got see, I got up Layla. She is fantastic. It's funny, when I was first uh when I first got her, you know, I've I've been wanting to get a pit forever. because uh, they're such good dogs and they have such a bad reputation. They do. Um does your does Utah have any weird rules with home insurance and stuff about them. Cause around here, my parents had a mixed breed that happened to have some terrier Jack Russell terrier in it. And they equate that immediately to pit bull and they freak the fuck out and they like wouldn't insure her house. That's and it was obnoxious. I'm like, they're the sweetest dogs. Stop it. <laughs> yeah. That, um, it's, there's no like state statute, but like when I was looking to, you know, to, to come to, to move into this neighborhood or whatever, this was one of the only houses I was looking at where they didn't have any kind of breed restrictions, which is fucking stupid. Like, it's not the breed that's bad. It's it's the human. It's like, I mean, whatever. Let me ask you a question. Speaking of dogs in Massachusetts, do they have, do they charge pet rent? Yes. For like, that is the, is that not the dumbest fucking thing in the world? Yep. They even charged me pet rent for my rabbit. It's which wasn't which wasn't on the pet rent stipulation, and then when they found out we had the rabbit, they sent us a bill. Yeah, and I was like, dude, it wasn't on the paperwork I signed. <laughs> like what? You know, do you have to sit there and like pay extra rent when you have kids? No. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Pet rent is a big, big deal around here, and it's asininely expensive. Yeah, it's like it for, for it's over here. It's like thirty-five dollars per pet. Per what? Per month or per year? No, per per month. Yeah, that's a lot of money when per you break it down. Month. Yeah. Well, well, the funny thing is, when I first got Layla, I was trying. You know, my uh, uh, the people who own this house uh, and run the thing are like impossible to get a hold of. So I tried to get a hold of them for, you know, like once a week for a couple of months before I just gave up. I'm like, okay, well, you know, I'm trying to call you guys and let you know what's going on, but uh, you know. You don't want to answer the phone. So fine. So when I finally did get in touch with them like two months ago, I told them about that. And it's, and I was kind of afraid they were going to sit there and say, well, now you're going to owe us back, back pet rent. 
But they did. Oh my god, yeah. I, I would I, I would have been like, oh, go fuck yourselves. It's not my fault you can't answer a fucking phone or, re- or respond to an email. Yeah, at least they were cool about it like that. Yeah. It's, I guess it's kind of like an extra security deposit that they can't charge you when you don't have pets. I get it for like cleaning. But, but you it's still just... put down a pet deposit. Exactly. <laughs> There's no it's... point to it other than line my pockets, motherfucker. Yeah, exactly. How dare you get to have fun and enjoy life? Without me making money off of it. This is why I'm looking to buy a house uh, at the end of when when my lease is up in a year. <laughs> it's a wonderful thing. It's very strangely, even though it's more money, you end up with more money. And I don't quite know how it works. It's... I've been trying to figure it out. It's like a little magic knapsack of money. It's very well, strange. Like, I, I, I was like, oh, we, we incurred all this debt, you know, having kids and having student loans. And I was like, oh, my house doubled in how much it's worth. What my rent can my mortgage can go up four hundred and fifty bucks a month and I can pay all my debt off? Yes, of course I'll do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, when you're renting like a house or an apartment, you're practically just firing money into a black hole. Right. Like, you're you're helping somebody else with their freaking mortgage. That's all you're doing. It's point it's fucking stupid. <laughs> But whatever, I'm not, I didn't. I didn't come on here to bitch about uh, housing property. No, it's it's ridiculous, dude. And I don't think it matters where you go in the country. It's ridiculous. It just changes how much it costs. Hmm. That's about all it is. Well, thankfully, uh, thankfully, Utah has a pretty decent economy, or at least if it has a bad economy, I'm on the good end of it. So, well, you're you're in IT, which is good. The world needs that. Um, I don't know if you you probably haven't heard it yet. Uh, you might have heard it. It dro- only dropped last night. Two nights ago, I think. Well, last night. But um, the newest episode of... No, earlier in the week. I'm losing my mind on what I'm releasing when. The newest episode of Talkbuster had as the last IT person working for the company. Uh, no, I haven't heard that one. But I did hear you promoting that on the one with Sandy. Oh, so it's app. such I, a good I episode. Have it on, it's, I have it waiting on my phone. So I will I hate definitely to be toot, listening to I, I hate to toot my own horn, but that was a cool find. It's my first, uh, it's my first delving into corporate interviews. For people that worked at that side, he started his own IT firm just to support the franchises. And he's still supporting um, Sandy and them out in Bend is the last store, which I think is really cool. That's that's crazy. That takes, Isn't it nuts? Like, that takes a level of dedication that you just don't see anymore. Well, especially since his entire business model is supporting, what, a 20-year out-of-date operating system? Yeah. <laughs> that they haven't updated? Hey, I get – you know what? I give that guy a lot of credit for being able to do that because I go, you know, uh, so I got a new job. Uh, oh, since we talked last? Since we talked last. I oh, left, cool. Congratulations. I, uh, yes, I hope it's a good uh, new job. It It is. Um, so I left L3 and the reasoning behind that was I was a contractor, but and I'm not trying to sit there and like throw shade at this company or whatever. They're, L3 was a great company. I loved working there. I have nothing bad to say about the people I worked for. However, the corporate seemed really, let's call it short-sighted as far as IT goes. <laughs> that sounds like so many people. It is. It is. Uh, but like their whole thing, you know, it was like there's four of us doing this work. Uh, two people there were direct hires and it was me and another guy that were contractors. And so – I had been there for a year and a half and I'm like, okay, when am I going to, you know, they said we can only extend your contract three times legally because they work with the U S government. They have to follow certain regulations, you know, so they, we only extend your contract three times after that. We have to hire you. So I let them 
You know, they extended my contract uh, after the first five months till the end of the year. That's one. Then they extended it three months. That's two. Then they extended it another three months. That's three. So at the end of that three months, uh, <laughs> I'm like, okay, we going to be hiring me? And they're like, well, we'd like to. But there's a hiring freeze now with L3, and they're only and they're and the only people they're actually hiring directly is engineers. So we can like extend you out again. And I'm like, that's not the agreement. Can you legally do that? <laughs> I mean, they were they did it. They did they did do it. They extended me out like another seven months or whatever. And I'm like, hold on, wait, 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 wait. You say you have rules, but and you're willing to break those rules, but then you but you're not willing to break this whole hiring freeze bullshit that you put on yourselves. What? Uh, uh oh. Yeah, that so, sounds like they don't it, really have any um, sight. No, they really don't. So I'm like, okay, well, uh, then I am going to start looking. You know, I continue working there, but I'm like, I'm going to start throwing my resume out. Like, I very much let them know I have to do, you know, Mason has to do what's best for Mason. <laughs> and I found a job uh, with uh, working uh, with uh, Delta Airlines over at, oh, the, cool. uh, over at the airport. And even if I wasn't in dire straits with L3, the, um, you know, an extra $6 an hour. Oh, damn. Is, uh, that's, that's quite an incentive. That's not, um, that's not a small bump. That's, it's not nothing. (laughs) All right. Wow. So, I mean, don't get me wrong. The airport work is difficult. And can be, you know, mentally and physically frustrating. But you know what? It's, you know, the pay the, the pay is good. And you know what? Look, they pay they pay me well enough to deal with the increased amount of bullshit that I have to deal with. <laughs> that's that's all. That's exactly what a pay raise should be. It is. It is. Instead it's... of oh, you increased my bullshit and didn't give me any more pay. Thanks. I've worked at too many jobs where it's like the amount of responsibilities you have goes up while the pay stays the same, and it's like. <laughs> Oh yeah, I got um I got a promotion since we last spoke that came entirely from me going. You just told us at a big meeting that you were about to double the size of the company. I already get kicked and beaten all day long every day and I accept it cuz I like this job, but if the beating is going to double, you have to kind of tell me how I'm doing and give me something to, like and they were like, "Oh shit, yeah." And a month or two later they came back with a new title and a big pay bump and I was like, "Oh, okay." Sweet. There you go. And, and they were like, don't change anything you're doing. Don't stop. <laughs> I'm like, all right. That you are already doing good. the right thing. Yes. Everybody yeah. loves everybody loves hearing that. That made me feel really good because um, th- I do this so I can feel that way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is my um, – this is my – hey, you're doing a good job, Chris. Feedback is these yep. shows. Yeah. I <laughs> – so yeah, so that so that happened. Um, that was fun. But I mean, again, you know, things change. I'm happy. You know, I'm happy about it. Delta seems to like me. I've been there for like two months now. Oh, that's and awesome! And the airlines don't go anywhere, so that's good news. It's evergreen. They will <laughs> until we get this whole beaming thing figured out. <laughs> I'm pretty sure my job is secure. It's sir. It's it's your head. It's on backwards. Oh no! Anybody tell me my asshole was so big. <laughs> oh, spaceballs! I've seen that movie way too much. Classic, classic. Is Mel Brooks still k- kicking around? He is. Still does Broadway. Jesus the, the, Christ. The um the the 
threat. I wouldn't call it a threat. Sorry, that's mean to him. He keeps kicking around that he's going to come back and do um, another Spaceballs movie to kind of to kind of riff on how they're back doing Star Wars movies again. He keeps threatening it. Well, if he's it. gonna if he's gonna do it, you know, not to. That... <laughs> And not to say anything bad about the guy, if he's going to do it, he doesn't have very long. He has yeah. managed to he has managed to somehow outlive Stan Lee, who we all thought was fucking immortal. So yeah. if he's going if he's going to do it, now's the time. Yeah, Mel Brooks is in his nineties. Oh God, I'm gonna. He's, he's ninety two. Jesus, and he's still completely with it, as far as we can tell. Yeah, no, they they he he just did um. They they played a year or two ago. They did a Fathom event where they simulcast Young Frankenstein and Blazing Saddles at two separate occasions. Mm. And he did the introduction at the beginning of the simulcast. And from what I heard people say, he was completely on point. Just like, oh. and so that's awesome, man. That's good. Yeah, comedy keeps the mind sharp, I suppose. It's he's a. He's a character, man. He's been around forever. <laughs> he's he's basically, you know, he's he's one of those people that's about as old as you can be in Hollywood. You know yes. what I mean? Yes. Like, you know, the, that's about it. <laughs> like he's the fact that he's still working and not just sitting, not just sitting back enjoying his retirement. Just uh, like he's the kind of guy, he's clearly the kind of guy. Is like if he sits still for more than a week, he starts going crazy. And it's cool. It's cool to see how he changed too. Like if you go back through his his you know movies, they they jump around. Like he wasn't just always stuck in old time Hollywood. Like he, you know, he he upgraded for the westerns with Blazing Saddles. He upgraded for you know blockbuster sci fi epics with Spaceballs, and then he went ahead and did a cool riff on like 1950s, 60s Errol Flynn style Robin Hood movies, but also had a completely nowadays sort of self referential like Shrek kind of humor that his movies never had before. Mm-hmm. You know, and seeing as, with Robin Hood Men in Tights, and right, it's like and so out there. Well, but also think about it. It's pro- Men in Tights is probably the last good movie to feature Robin because <laughs> oh every time my they God. every time they remember every time look at look at like this past decade they tried to do it with Russell Crowe and that was a shit show they tried to do it with Taron Edgerton and fucking uh, Jamie Foxx and that was a fucking disaster oh my God I forgot about that <laughs> don't worry so did everybody else that was the one where like Robin Hood was actually the king right which one the one with Taron Edgerton no, that was the one where it was all an allegory about Iraq. Oh, oh, yeah, or, yeah, yeah. And then he had like he he had like the movie end like climax with him basically creating medieval anonymous or something. Oh yeah, no, no, that's bad. <laughs> it was fucking the dumbest shit I've ever seen. Oh no! Because yeah. it, just, it, it kept insisting on how like serious it was. It's like motherfucker, this is about a guy. This is this is basically a Green Arrow movie. It can't be serious. You cannot make this serious. Pay attention to us. We have idea. <laughs> Don't you mean ideas? No. <laughs> no, we mean idea. <laughs> That's it. Singular. That's all we got. <laughs> so, what are your characters' motivation? We have idea. Make character do idea. <laughs> 
Character what's this, invent what's, democracy somehow. What's what's your main character? Man. Um, what else? White man. All right. <laughs> Anything else? There's also woman and bad man. Oh, okay. Yep. <laughs> bad man oh. alle- bad man allegory for democracy. Okay, no, we're done here. <laughs> all these all these cookie cutter things putting they they are really putting the cock in Caucasian. Ah, <laughs> that is good. I thought <laughs> Oh damn. Oh, that's bad. <laughs> they really put the cock in Caucasian. I like that. <laughs> that's real good. So what else is going on, man? Um, Outside of us talking about Robin Hood's cock, which is what I'm gonna tell everyone we were just talking about. No, I mean uh, they, you know what? And they'll listen to the podcast and just like and get and give you the whole body snatchers point and scream thing. Like <laughs> Yeah, people are going to have zoned out and just hear me say that and go, oh, wow, okay. <laughs> so now this is what this podcast is about. We get it. Or they'll hear that weird, that weird noise I did and perk up like, oh, what? No, I was, I was listening. Huh? We swear. We swear. You guys are interesting. <laughs> it's not just two idiots rambling incoherently at each other. Oh, it hasn't gotten incoherent yet. <laughs> oh, give it time. We've only been doing this for 15 minutes thus far. Ah, uh, thirty-two, give or take. Um, no. <laughs> uh, so, um, what what else is going on? What have you? Uh, what what's been um big on your radar of awesomeness since we talked last? You seen uh you seen anything cool you wanted to talk about? I did see Godzilla. Um, yeah, and last weekend, fucking incredible. <laughs> okay, cool. I was about to say, do I have to press the electrocute button that I have secretly <laughs> attached to you? No, <laughs> if you. Oh my god! I've been, so I've been telling I, everybody. I've been telling all of my friends. Like, you know, I talked I talk to my brother earlier. He's like, I don't know. I'm like, dude, hold on. Let me just let me just lay this out for you. And I told him a couple of things that happened in the movie. He's like, okay, I need to see this. I'm like, it's, fucking it's, yeah, you do. It's the strangest thing because everybody that I feel is calling this movie dumb, and I don't mean to say that it's not silly. It's silly. It's a Godzilla movie. But everybody who's calling it dumb. I really feel, and I mean no offense by this, are too dumbed down by the way modern blockbusters are delivered to yeah. understand what they made here. Because this movie, it, it it's it's complete fan service at the same time being completely um, respectful of what it's a movie of and the fans of this movie. And it layers its story in a way that I haven't seen a movie since... Um, uh, Fury Road layer the way it just delivers its story like because Fury Road if you want to take it at the front of your face what's going on yes action movie people in cars people fight there's gore there's fights there's action that's it Godzilla movie big monsters fight there's people involved yada 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 but as soon as you sit back and think about what it really is saying they there's a ton there man (laughs) I mean Sure, delivered in a ridiculous and ham-fisted yeah. way, of course, oh, because absolutely. it's a fucking monster movie. Absolutely, but the best monster movies are, you know, nuanced in a way where it's like, if you want to take something more away from this, it's there. You know, I've been watching Mike Doherty, who is a great freaking director, and I can't believe he jumped from Krampus to this. I loved Krampus. Without a, I love it too, but just without a movie in between to show right. that you can go from, you know small scale really cool 
um, genre movie to fucking balls to the wall Godzilla action set piece is like, wow, okay, cool. But his he's been answering people's questions about like the eyes on Mothra's wings mimicking Godzilla's and that being like a callback to the fact that yes, moths do that, especially when they've been around something they look at as friendly and not a hurt to them because they're trying to drive other predators away by, you know, kind of becoming symbiotic with something else. And so we made sure Mothra's wings had those eyes that looked like Godzilla. And it's like, really? People making dumb Michael Bay movies don't put that kind of thought into how a character looks. You know what I mean? That's fantastic. I had not heard and that. And it has nothing to do with the story. It's just a cool little addition of like, hey, if you wanted to, here's some character development. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think that's amazing. And the fact that, and, and just the fact that you can call these gigantic monsters who have no lines in the movie characters and you can understand what they're doing what they're thinking or whatever you know be it be it king ghidra's i'm dumb king shit of fuck mountain now or, yes or rodan being like a fucking toady i the love that of toadies with rodan climbing up the mountain under him like okay i guess i serve you now <laughs> <laughs> I, I just i like that shit where it's like rodan's like um rodan is starscream yep rodan is fucking starscream <laughs> <laughs> he walks in like I'm the leader, and Ghidra's like, "Nope, fuck you, I'm Ghidra." And, and I uh, love that. Someone said, that. This, someone said this earlier. I described how great Godzilla: King of the Monsters was to somebody by telling them this: the giant flaming dinosaur bird pterodactyl monster is the least interesting monster in the movie. <laughs> and they go, "Excuse me," and he goes, "Yeah." <laughs> Did I fucking stutter? <laughs> and that and and Rodan still has one one of the greatest introductions of any monster in any movie ever, and he's still the lamest monster in the movie. Man, I wish you know I would love to have that kind of introduction when I enter a place. Uh oh, here comes Mason exploding out of a motherfucking volcano. Oh, and he's also on fire now. Don't worry. <laughs> And also everything, and also everything he gets within a mile of, it just bursts into flames for no reason. Oh, because God, fuck it, you, that's why. It was so friggin' good, and it makes me so sad that one, nobody's going to see it, mm-hmm. and two, that means the production—they've already announced that they're I saw. doing reshoots on Kong Skull, uh, Kong versus Godzilla, and they're pushing it back, okay, which you is ridiculous. Oh. I mean, granted, if they're fixing it because holy shit, it's not as good as this movie, great. Right. But I don't think that's why they're fixing it. <laughs> Uh, you know what? I I hope someone at Warner Brothers and Legendary realizes what they have here. Well, they realize that they made the fans happy, and again, I get it. You made a hundred and seventy million dollar movie. You want to make money off of it. Okay, but it's a fucking. It's a you know these big big scale kaiju movies. These are niche movies. That you know yes they should they be for all audiences. Hell yeah, I loved Pacific Rim. But there are pl- but you know what? My father is not gonna go see that shit. He's not no. interested in that shit. <laughs> no, there and, and they're the. In, it's why I can't get angry at someone for not getting this movie, but I can feel kind of. I feel bad that they don't get it because it makes me so happy that I feel bad that someone else can't find that joy in it. You know, son, son, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Yeah. It's like, what, what, (laughs) what thing had to happen to you in your life to make you so cynical that you can't watch this and just have a great big level of joy come out of, you know, finding the underwater 
Atlantis style temple that Godzilla <laughs> supposedly lives in. Stupidest you know what fucking I mean? thing in the world. It's and so I love everything so about dumb. it. I loved everything about it, and it is so dumb, and I loved it. I'm just like, Godzilla comes from Atlantis? Thank you, movie. Yes. And then, yes. And then, uh, I saw someone point. I saw someone point this out, and, and me being a dog person, I can't now. I now can't unsee this. And then, you know, when they, you know, shortly after they discover the secret Atlantis underground city where Godzilla lives, uh, Doctor Serizawa gets to give him the greatest snoot boop of all time. Yeah. Yes, he does. It's <laughs> so good. Everything about that says so much about the character, and so much about Godzilla, for that matter. And, and the oh, it's it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. It's just a big, loud ins- and and again, also there's people shitting on the action being bad. I don't know what movie they were watching. I could see, <laughs> yeah, was, I could what? see everything that was going on. It had geography to it. It was very well choreographed. Did you see that thing I pointed out, or maybe you saw it in the end credits where they credit the. Monsters as themselves. Yes, yes, I saw that. It's that the best awesome. friggin' thing I've ever seen. Again, because they're ca- because they're characters in their own right. They're right. not. It's a, right. You know, it's, you're it's not seeing a... them again. This isn't the first time they've been on screen. They're back. Mm-hmm. Like we're completely nodding to you that you already know who all these things are. You know, <laughs> if you're if you don't know who fucking Rodan and Mothra are, why the fuck are you going to see this? Exactly. It should just start with that. Like, why are you here? Well. <laughs> Like, we're going to list four names on the screen. If you don't recognize them, um, we'll give you a refund on your ticket. If you don't, if you don't recognize these uh, these names, you'll know the exits to your theater are to the left and yes. to the right. Yes. You're welcome to go see Rocket Man. It's across the hall. I'm sure event, hey, I'm, I'm sure there's still some 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 playtimes for Endgame. Go have fun. <laughs> right. Right. Oh yeah, and God. again, I, I equate the experience watching this movie is very similar to what I had watching Endgame. Mm-hmm. It was just a great big pile of, oh, thank God, finally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, the <Yeah>. whole time. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I was not causing nearly as much of a ruckus watching this movie as I clearly was during Endgame. They well, were... Endgame has a much larger buildup. Like, what we sure. Heard- We've been kind of beaten down by the fact that you're not going to get to see awesome stuff in a Godzilla movie anytime soon. And I feel like my reaction to Godzilla being a badass in the 2014 movie, even though that movie is a much lesser movie, you know, I stood up and cheered during that movie because there's only like three times where he does something cool. But they're all so perfect, Mm -hmm. you know. But I I thought back on this movie and I'm like, every scene in this movie is as good as those three scenes in that last movie. But yeah, Endgame is building on a much bigger thing, but it's that same emotion. It's that emotion of payoff. Like, we get it. We get that you've been waiting for this. Here you go. You know, (laughs) I, I like that. Panderers pander. Exactly. And I, I had almost wish I had almost wished that there was like the director just came up at the end of the movie and looked out and did that line from Endgame. You were expecting more? You know, you know what I mean? <laughs> that shit was fantastic. Is this oh it? You were expecting more? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Doctor Strange showed just like, oh, I'm sorry. And I'll have a portal and the fucking Millennium Falcon comes through. Happy uh, motherfuckers. Yeah, the Millennium Falcon carrying the cast of Toy Story. It's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> there. there you go. Here you go. And here's here's Elsa and freaking um, Olaf yeah. for you because sure. we own this shit. Here you go. God. 
I worry that they're gonna do that at some point. Like, is like, are they just are Disney? Yeah, is Disney just gonna gonna start crossing over all the shit they own? Is there gonna <laughs> be like a Muppet Toy Story? And I know, know, I I know there already was one. It's called The Secret Life of Toys. I re- I remember being seven years old. Thank you. I get it, but that's not what I mean. Oh, you know, I've always hoped that they kind of started doing like. Muppet stuff the way they did the Lego movies, though. I would love. I would. That. I would love to see like Muppet Avengers. I think that'd be a lot of fun. <laughs> um, I I really do. I th- I think that'd be a blast. Um, because I think the Muppets are best suited to that. Mm-hmm. I, I I my favorite Muppet movies are the ones where they're playing caricatures of themselves, even sure. like like the Muppets Take Manhattan, where it's just like so you're playing meta versions of yourselves. Okay, you're puppets. You don't get to be meta. I've not you're, seen you're those gonna original be. three Muppet movies oh, they're since so I was a kid. Oh, they're so fucking good. Right, do they like, hold up? Oh, my God, yeah. Especially the Muppet movie and Muppets Take Manhattan. Caper is... You know, like, have you seen the Lego movies? Hell yeah. Okay, so you know how Lego Ninjago... I, I really like Lego Ninjago, actually, and I'm annoyed that so many people didn't like it. It was it was no, a fun time. Yeah, I enjoyed it. You, you, but you know, exactly, but you hear the way you said that, like, it was a fun time. Like, so, as a fan, I love the crap out of it, but it didn't really do much more than just be the Lego Ninjago movie, you know? Um, the Great Muppet Caper is like that. It's like, okay, we decided to do a Muppet riff on a very particular genre, like they do a Muppet riff on like a like a mystery James Bond kind of thing, but they don't have much else to say other than the joke. You know, it's very one note. Mm-hmm. And so the one note joke of wouldn't it be funny if the Muppets were in a caper movie is really clever and they do a great job, but that's as far as they go with it. And the the Muppets most wanted was the same problem that more recent yes. one yeah. where, where I, I, I really dig that movie. The jokes are great, but mm-hmm. it it's very one note, whereas the Muppets as like a resurgence of the Muppet movie, like built its own world that was I felt so much bigger and had so much more going on that yeah. when they got to kind of a more one note directed joke, it felt like lesser of a movie to me. And that's how the great Muppet caper is. It's like, oh, you could have been a little bit better than this they need to put the muppets back on tv they, that like, muppet I, they, show that, that was on recently it was, was it was no i i loved it and and, and and it ended perfectly but then it ended rather like all right can't wait to see season two yeah and i thought they fit really well with the office style gag mm-hmm. i thought that worked with the muppets great right um it was good yeah stuff. yeah i'm not really sure what um I feel bad about that because, you know, maybe maybe it'll get a resurgence on Disney's streaming app. Everything will at some point. Hey, have we tried this yet? <laughs> I don't know. Hopefully, you know, hey, hopefully Disney actually pays attention to their contracts and doesn't pull a fucking swamp thing like Warner Brothers did. Oh, my God. Yeah, did you... Did, no, did no, I, about that? I, I was reading. I, I was reading about that, and it's like, wait a minute, hold on. I'm sorry. Did someone mistake the the number fourteen for the number forty, and now the all these productions are fucked? Is especially, that what happened? Especially what? since who's running like, this? Especially since it's been like critically and fan acclaimed as like, holy shit, this is the best thing DC has done. And because then they, they just... spent more money than they reasonably could have afforded on it. That's why. Yeah. 
Damn. It's, it's fucking ridiculous. It's a shame, too, because DC almost seems to be riding their ship a little bit. Did you see um, Did you see Shazam? Hell yeah, I saw Shazam. Shazam saw is wonderful. It was, I was, oh my god, I was, like, I kept saying, like, if, 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 there got I will walk out of this movie if he does not, you know, grab someone, lean back and scream his name and have the lightning hit them and they totally did that and I was like fucking yeah. It it was such it, it was just such a well-crafted little movie and the and, and again, look at that as a perfect example. That movie is a hit. Why is it a hit? Cuz they didn't spend a ton of money on it. So the movie only made 3 or 400 million dollars, but they spent 60 million bucks on it. You know what I mean? That's a and, bigger profit margin than a right. lot more of the, their movies. Right. You got to earn your way back up to these. Exactly. Oh, spend three hundred million dollars making this stupid thing. Like, and why? I guarantee now, if they make another Shazam, it's going to make double that because mm-hmm. the word of mouth got around. People loved it. Mm-hmm. And, and and I told I told some friends they were like, well, "What did you think of Shazam?" I said, "It's the best Superman movie that we haven't gotten yet." It, you know what I mean? It, it, it reminded me of a Christopher Reeve Superman movie. It had just enough danger, just enough reality, and the guy playing Shazam played that car- that pure that pure innocence manifested so perfectly. You know what I mean? That it was um, a fucking riot. <laughs> it, it was. It was just, and even with the fact that. Okay, the movie spent a little bit too much time with the villain, but at least they were trying to write a villain you could relate to. Mm-hmm. Good on you, movie. You know what I mean? Like, it, it was great. And the, the fact that they brought the New Line logo back just for it to remind yeah. people this is what we're going for. We want it to yep. feel like a New Line movie. All right, sweet. I'm down. It, it definitely felt like a New Line movie. I don't know it, how the hell they did that, but they did. You know, I could imagine finding this movie on the blockbuster shelf in like 1996 or so. Right. Like this being like a straight to video thing that, oh, do you like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? You'll love Shazam. You know what I mean? Like I could see like that being the, the, the kind of thing going on. It's just, it was great. The kids felt real. They, they, they felt, you know, well-rounded, like they wrote them and they mm-hmm. existed in the world they were in instead of the other way around. Sure. And I re and I really like how this movie, when you, when I went and saw this, it had trailers for Captain Marvel and Captain Marvel had trailers for this yeah. and they had no reason that they had to do that for each other. But I loved that idea of, you know what? you fans are going to turn this into a pit one against the other because one used to be the other, yada, yada, yada. We're not going to play that game. We're going to lift each other up because both of these movies can exist. Yes. And I thought that was really cool because they were both really good movies. And mm-hmm. so I was I was really happy with them both. I, I will say that I think Shazam feels a little bit more of a... Um, it feels like it's trying a little harder, if that's anything. You know, I, I, f- I feel like trying a little harder to make sure you like it, whereas yeah. Captain Marvel is riding on the laurels of we're just fucking great at this. Look at how good we are at this. And well, I sure. loved it. And I loved it for it. Um, but I felt like Shazam had a lot more to prove, mm. should I say. Um, it's a, is, I mean, if you think about it, it's a weird fucking concept. It is a really fucking weird movie, it's, dude. That shit is – I mean, it's like, it's like within the first 15 minutes, it's like, oh, this – oh, Oh, we're doing that. And then like the end credit scene was like, okay, so there is no limit to 
how yeah. silly this is gonna get. There is not a single limit to how silly this is gonna get. And I, I love how it kind of it did the the Marvel thing where the DC movies don't really do this, where it kind of makes fun of the superhero stuff, but not in a condescending way, like in a this is silly way, when he's like, say my name and grab upon my staff. Oh, uh, no, dude, gross. <laughs> like, that's awesome. <laughs> well, because every other... So every other incarnation of Billy Batson I had seen, like, realized in motion, you know, Justice League Unlimited and yep. the Superman Shazam short that they put out a couple years ago, The Return yep. of Black Adam. Like, both of them basically made Billy Batson seem like fucking Christ. And it's that's not, like, you don't need to fucking do that. He can just, he can, you know, pure of heart is like this incredibly nebulous concept. And he it does, doesn't mean perfect. It, uh, it, it, it does not mean perfect. It just means, you know, hey, you know, don't be, you know, you know, don't be a dick to those who don't deserve it. That's well, what I think pure of heart means. Also, it means when faced with, when faced with the toughest of situations, you're going to make the right decision. It doesn't mean that you're not going to be a dick along the way. Right. And that's, that's a really important thing to note that, you know, your, your purpose in the way you protect and take care of the people around you is not the same as necessarily how you carry yourself. And, and and I like that about the story. Like, you don't have to be the smartest, the most intelligent, the most loved, the most interesting person to be <clears throat> the chosen one or anything else of that nature. You can just be a regular schmo. And it's it's the thing that annoys people about um, the Star Wars movies, as it were, as of late. <laughs> Well, but the funny thing is, if you you know, if if you actually watch the fucking movie, you see it's 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 pretty it's very clearly obvious that once Billy Batson finally gets to the Rock of Eternity, uh, the you know uh, the old wizard played by Jaiman Hansu in a interesting interpretation of of the old yes. wizard trope. Yes, I, I enjoyed it. <laughs> once he get like once he gets there, it's very clear that the that that old wizard Shazam is just like. Fuck it! I've I got five minutes left to live. Good enough. Let's go. <laughs> yep, I loved that. Like whoever came next, basically, as long as they weren't the bad guy again. Yeah, it's yeah. If if there was ever a perfect encapsulation of don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, Dude, that's awesome. Did you catch any of the uh, E3 insanity today? I did. Uh, I, I was. Uh, I was at work and 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 or recovering from work for most of the day because on Saturdays I get to work from five a.m. to one p.m. and. Uh, oh, that's a great shift. Oh, it's a fan. You know what? It's a fantastic shift if you like having an afternoon free. It's not a great shift if you find yourself unable to fucking sleep the night before. <laughs> yeah, or if or if you have to be up at. Oh no, what is it for you right now? Eleven. It is uh, ten forty-five. Okay, so, so yeah. I didn't keep you up too late. No, no, you're fine. You're fine. I I took a nap. I'm recovered. I'll probably be up to like two. So nice, whatever. Nice, it's nice. so it's a hey man. It's the weekend for me. I got Sunday and Monday off. I'm cool. Woohoo! The weekend. <laughs> yeah, the weird, the 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 weird, the weird IT weekend, but the weekend nonetheless. Yes, the weird IT weekend. The ten hour period between this time and that time. <laughs> when all computers know it is okay to be naughty. <laughs> right. Or when all computers decide to just function for some reason. No, that's never – no, that's – no, that is what – computers decide to function about five minutes after you put in a ticket saying they aren't functioning. That is true. 
<laughs> oh, so I have an interest. I have an interesting, uh, an interesting question that will lead into a topic. Sure, that's probably going to be more interesting than E three because nothing really happened. Yeah, well, it hasn't started yet. You know, wait a wait, let's wait a week and then collect our thoughts on that. It's not exactly. No, I just happened to catch the Star Wars. Um, I saw. Hey, I saw that. It looks fine. It looks. It looks like a lot fine. of fun. It, I, 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 I. I don't know. I, I, you, know what, you know what? I like that they give you a dedicated freeze that person slash blaster bolt slash whatever in midair yeah. a la the, Kylo Ren the, at the first the five freeze, minutes of Force Awakens. The freeze the blaster bolt, then force grab the guy and walk him into the frozen blaster yep. bolt thing is the coolest thing in that game, and I'll be doing yep. that over and over again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Why do we even have armor on these guys? What's the point? <laughs> exactly. Anyway, you probably have a more interesting topic, so what was it? Okay, so let me ask you a question. Did you have you ever had a thing? Because you're, I think you're a couple of years older than me. Have you I am ever? Thirty-five. Yeah, you, uh, you got you're, you're about eighteen months older than me. I'm turning, uh, I'm turning thirty-four in four days. Oh, Yay. finally, it's good to talk to people that are close to my age again. <laughs> I had, I, I had some great guests on, but it's like, you know, how old are you? And they're like, oh, you know, I just get out of college. And I go, oh fuck. <laughs> oh, you sweet summer child. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, so did you ever have a thing that you enjoyed when you were younger, but then as you got older, you kind of looked back on your time enjoying that and you just and, and it was just nothing but I can't like why the fuck did I enjoy that? And like every time you think about that thing, it's like it's like brain cringe. Yes. Okay, what yeah. was what was that for you? Oh man, a few things. Let's see. Um, uh, large bottomed pants, like Jenkos and kickwear. Okay. Um, so chain dumb. chain wallets. Um, oh, so stupid. And uh, rap rock, like Limp Biscuit. Yeah. Those are my those are my three for see, right I now. Never... I'll come up with more. But those I, are my three. I, I will absolutely come to being in that Limp Bizkit camp when I was a dumbass fucking high schooler. I never had a chain wallet and I didn't wear uh, – and I didn't really wear jeans, let alone uh, jeans with a three-mile-wide leg radius. Yes, <laughs> in the pocket that went down to your ankle that you could, like, carry a person around in. I definitely wore those. Uh, I, I, I don't think they make belts strong enough nowadays. Yeah. That sort of shit. Those are my cringe for right now, my cringeworthy things. I'll come so, up with more. So I bring this up because I, uh, because within the last, I don't know, six months or so, I finally allowed myself to start enjoying the Dragon Ball franchise again. Oh, that's awesome. A I, I, couple episodes ago, I we, we got into Dragon Ball randomly too. This is great. Let's go. Well, so here's the thing. So I... So just like every other, uh, you know, idiot teenager, I really enjoyed watching DBZ on Toonami when I was in high school and when I was yep. a kid. And it was it was fun. It was cool. But like as I got older and got like to college and beyond that, I was like, what the fuck was this? It's just a bunch of dudes. It's just a bunch of dudes screaming and throwing random words just out of their mouth. Screaming and, and flexing. Out. Yeah. And, yeah. It's, it's like it's, it's like that's a, it's like that's dumb. I hate that I, I hate that I enjoyed it. I'm going to avoid it like the fucking plague now. And of course that's you know been you know that's difficult because that shit is still popular and it's fucking evergreen. So <clears throat> I'll tell you what got me to rethink that is um 
Giant Bomb, the gaming website. Uh, two of the editors over there, uh, Jeff Gerstman and Dan Reichert. Oh, um, yeah, 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 yeah. They're, I mean, all the guys over there are fun, but goddamn, Dan Reichert is like the human equivalent of a, of an RPG character that has very mediocre stats, but just put all their points into luck. <laughs> yep. Good <laughs> Good form. Would, if, they, if, they, if, they, if that guy, if that guy, you know, if it turns out that guy had like a magic lamp this whole time, it would not be surprising. Anyway, <sighs> excuse me. It's all good. Uh, anyway, so after Dragon Ball Fighters came out, and they and the whole website basically went insane, and whole internet went went gaga for it. They decided, okay, well, you know, some some of the editors were familiar enough with that stuff, but some of them weren't. So Jeff and Dan started a podcast called All Systems Goku, (laughs) (laughs) which is which is which is a pretty good name. I personally would have gone with the Spirit Bombcast, but (laughs) whatever. Both of those just beg you to listen. Yeah, it's like, oh, okay. I guess I I guess I've decided what I'm going to do for the rest of my weekend. I'm going to listen to this. It's it's good stuff. So basically. All Systems Goku is them uh, watching uh, three to five episodes of uh, the recut Dragon Ball Z Kai show, which cut out a lot of the unnecessary filler bullshit in 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 the in DBZ. Um, so they watch so they watch like three to five episodes, and these are people who have never been ex- who have like been exposed to this stuff through pop culture, but have no real reverence for it. But right. also. But but also who have had like decades worth of enjoyment of professional wrestling, so it should it would not it should not surprise anyone that God that every week when they posted one of these <laughs> one of these podcasts, you know, ten ten minutes of like the forty five minute to one hour runtime was them comparing fucking Mr. Satan to Randy Savage or some stupid <laughs> shit. But, you know, but like just hearing their unfettered joy as they found, wow, this is really fun, you know, kind of it, it kind of took the tension off of me. Right, right, where your brain had kind of gone, no, what was I thinking? And then you're like, right. oh, wait a minute. Okay, these oh, are people right. looking fun. at it now. Right, I forgot. Yeah, no, so, I, I agree. In fact, talking about Dragon Ball with um with my other guest and now talking about it with you it just it just makes me want to go back and sink back into it cuz i used to love it so like, love love right me too so i didn't really go back and start watching z again because it's old but i did but you know after after all systems goku can uh, <laughs> completed they you know the the whole podcast series is done they've gone through the entire the entirety of all that they they claim that they're going to start up again uh, with something else, who the hell knows what it's going to be um, at some point. But I'm like, well, fuck it. You know, I'm going to start watching Dragon Ball Super because why not? So I got the first two movies, uh, Battle of the Gods and Resurrection F, and I watched them. And it's like, you know, at first I was like watching them with like really like low volume because just like because everything in my brain was like, what the fuck are you doing? You know, like, may, like maybe that's just like self-hatred or anxiety or whatever. I don't know. But it was, but like within the first five minutes of Battle of the Gods, I'm like, OK, let's just let's just sit back. And if my brain decide if my body wants to sit there and just and just like dump a gallon of water out of my pores in order to try and slip away from this. Good luck. I'm just going to sit here and enjoy this. <laughs> so I did. 
<laughs> and then um, I did that, and then I started wa- and then I started watching Super on. Uh, I think uh, no, Verve had removed it. I started watching it on Crunchyroll. Because uh, yep. I look, I don't know. I prefer to watch my television shows, not read them. So I didn't really get into the sub, the subtitles. Yeah. Nope. I get you. So I started watching that, and then like, um, after a while, after uh, a week, week and a half, two weeks or whatever, I was like halfway through Super, and I was like, you know, I wonder if that Broly movie is still in theaters, and it was. Was it? Oh, it, nice. It, I, I, I like it was like the last week that it was in theaters. Um, so I'm like, fuck it. Yeah, let's go. And I went to see it and there was like a dozen other people in the theater and that shit was fucking bonkers. <laughs> That's what I've heard. I, I actually almost went and saw it having no prior it, knowledge of it, Dragon Ball Super. It doesn't, you know, you don't need it. You don't need it. You just, so you when, when, when Bob and I saw, it must've been Infinity War cause it wouldn't have been. End game because Super was what Broly was what in the when was Super Broly out? Ugh, boy, probably like six months ago, something like that. Yeah, so so Bob and I went and saw something. Mm-hmm. I thought it. I th- when did Infinity War come out? April of 2018. Yeah, okay, so it wasn't yeah. that, but it it wasn't End Game. I can guarantee that. Right. Um, but we went and saw something, and I was in the bathroom outside of the theater. You know, listening to, um, oh, it was uh, Lego Movie 2. Okay. I think is what it was. And there were kids that had seen Super Broly just came out. You know, these are like people that are the age when I would have been into Dragon Ball Z. So they're like, you know, 15, 16, Mm -hmm. you know, 17, in the bathroom losing their shit over how awesome this movie was. Okay, dude. Here's how that movie sets up. Like, no plot. It's just... Okay, you know, uh, it's it starts at the it starts after the final episode of uh, of Super, but you know that's that's unimportant. It's basically just everything's fine. Everybody's gone back to doing their thing. Uh, Goku and Vegeta are like just mouthing off to each other. Uh, the end. <laughs> and then like some shit happens. You get some you get some nice backstory on like what the hell was the deal with Frieza's uh, like takeover of the saiyans and whatever mm-hmm. and like what the hell they did and it's like oh well uh we send people out and they conquer planets and then sell them that was their that was their business that's how that planet stayed uh that's how that that's how, that's how this planet full of full of macho dude bros stayed afloat that's awesome <laughs> that's interesting but yeah it's like it's like 45 minutes to an hour of this backstory of how did this character, how did, how, you know, where this Broly guy come from, whatever. And then literally halfway through the movie, the fighting starts and it doesn't stop. It is like for, it, it, the, the, like the whole second half of the second act and the whole of the third act is nonstop fist pummeling, energy blasting, shouting, whatever. It's fucking bonkers and the anim- and the animation like kicks into high gear and like there's certain points where it's like this is too smooth but it's also very clear this was drawn with pencils or what it's fucking weird it it, it gets crazy but it's also hilarious just and not even just because of how crazy it is it's just like there is some real it's some it's really well written <laughs> 
It's, uh, are you still there? Can you hear me? Yes, yes. Cool. Just checking. No, I'm definitely still here. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, so it was uh, it was something else. I even if you've fallen off of the train, I strongly recommend it just because it's so much goddamn fun. That's I've gotten a lot of thumbs up towards watching this. Is it is it available to buy yet? Yes, yes, it is on. All right. I'm going to have to seek that thing out you because I, I love me some Dragon Ball and it looked wonderful. It does. And, you know, like around, right, right around the time it was coming out, all the all the allegations against uh, Vic, whatever, whatever the hell his name is, came out. Uh, he, who I guess voices Broly and also has been in the uh, voiceover industry forever. I didn't really find it a problem with this, seeing as how his character has maybe 50 words that come out of his mouth and the rest of his dialogue is various flavors of shouting. So, like... <laughs> It doesn't really affect this movie. They could get, they can replace him and get literally anyone to shout into a microphone for two hours. Nice. So, um, that's awesome. So, what else? Uh, have you seen the new Twilight Zone? No, I'm not really interested in in it. I was never the, the Twilight. Like, I I get why it's a cultural touchstone, but that sort of stuff was always like way too close to like horror movies for me, and I'm. Uh, too much of a wimp for that. Maybe just maybe I just got ruined uh, from uh, from from uh, stumbling upon like Tales of the Crypt or, or or some scarier episodes of The Outer Limits when I was a kid. But yeah, that stuff just skeeves me out. And I don't know why. <laughs> um, you know, so what I was going to say is, you know, it's it's hit or miss. It, it you know, for a show that's supposed to be about twists and kind of leaving the audience in the dark, it overexplains itself from time to time. That I think is a little bit. Um, jarring. Well, uh, but think about the audience it's playing to nowadays. That's true too. Um, but it just, I kind of sat there and go, yeah, I really didn't need you telling me that. That was kind of obvious. Thanks Joe. <laughs> you know? Um, but uh, Jordan, Jordan Peele is a really good host and, and he nails his part of it. So I'm pretty psyched about it. I feel like you could type the sentence. Jordan Peele is a pretty good and then just leave it to someone's imagination and it would still be accurate. Yeah, no, he's, he fits the Rod Sterling shoes really well. Mm -hmm. um, he's giving it his own spin, but I like it. Um, I'm also hearing today that Toy Story 4 is actually good. I didn't expect that. It didn't look good. I mean, I, don't... I, thought, I thought it looked fine from the trailers. Like, I have had too many arguments with my buddy Will because he did, he did not like Toy Story 3. He said it was... Oh, dark. see, I love Toy I Story I love Toy Story 3. And I again, this is why... This is why uh, look... Will Will is like the only other Jew I know here in Utah. So of course, and 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 him and I are both ab absurdly opinionated, and both assume our opinion is the correct one. So we get into we get into verbal spats all the time about like the most inconsequential bullshit. Yeah, I, I've I didn't know there were people out there that didn't like Toy Story three. It's, I just uh... felt I just felt that Toy Story four looked like it was. The first one I've seen the trailer for that looked like it was treading down already beaten roads. And so I was like, oh, I don't need to see any more of this. Uh, bummer. But I hear it's really good. Well, good. I'm glad to hear it. You know, Pixar is still Pixar. You know, they aren't they aren't nearly as untouchable as they used to be. But you that's going to happen when you make, you know, incredible movies for so long. Yeah. <laughs> no one can keep that streak up forever. 
You know, it just doesn't, it doesn't happen. Even well, the, the reminder, the reminder I bring up people when they bring that up is I go, these people also made inside out like three years ago. Like it hasn't been, you know, like, oh, they've sucked for 10 years, you know? Okay. So every once in a while, one's lesser good. Mm-hmm. So maybe they make a B minus every once in a while, guys, come on, <laughs> you know, they got a better, hey, they still got a better fucking track record than illumination does. So, oh, you know. and they're making Mario. I know. I oh. know. I'm, tra- I'm tra- look, I'm trying to reserve judgment until we see anything from this. But... Just like I'll, I'll tell you what, I'm still trying to reserve judgment for the damn Sonic movie, because even though I think that that isn't going to be good and I think the trailer doesn't necessarily look good, I I feel like I've seen enough genuine, hey, I'm trying to do something good here from the guy making it, mm-hmm. that maybe that's just really good marketing, but also he seems to be saying the right things in response to people shitting on his movie, which is <laughs> better than, you know, some people do. I, I you know what, I, I, I want to give the movie the benefit of the doubt. It has whatever. everything against it. It, it has, has everything, everything against stacked it. But you know what? I, look, I am going to get dragged to that. Will is going to be like, I am going to go see this because I insist on seeing every movie. But if I have to see this, you have to see this too. My weird, my weird take though is on the over under is I think it's going to be better than Mario. And I feel bad feeling that way. I just don't get a good feeling out of Illumination handling Mario. Now, I don't think I don't think Illumination is a bad company. No. I just don't think they're right. I don't think they're the right fit. I just read a uh, an, an article. Uh, do you know who? Do you know the oatmeal Matthew Inman? Oh yeah, oh yeah. So apparently, uh, he he was hired by Illumination to do some pickup work on Secret Life of Pets two. Okay. To do, to you know to to punch it up a bit, um, and do some storyboarding or whatever. To make it so, not suck like the first one. I thought the the first one was inoffensive. I thought maybe yeah I'm, yeah no sorry maybe sorry. I'm, I'm just. A, Maybe I think I'm, I'm being a little too dogs. harsh on it. But no, no, I agree with you. The, the animals and stuff were adorable. I just thought the movie was – I felt like their first trailer was selling some Pixar-level stuff. Yeah, it, it, they def, it, it definitely was, mis, was, was, was poorly advertised. But you know what? You can't blame the studio for that. No, you, you can't. Blame, you blame the marketing team. Whereas, whereas I felt the first Despicable Me was actually far more than what I thought they were selling. Yeah, I I didn't see any of those movies. Oh, the, just... the first the first one is phenomenal. The first is it really? It, it it's it's nowhere near Pixar level, but it's it's that kind of like wow, this is something different. Okay, mm-hmm. like it's not the movie they were selling. The second and third one are basically the movie they were selling, but the first one was not. It was it was something different. It had, it had a lot of heart to it. I really liked it. It had okay. like it had something going on under the surface. You know, right, well, might check that out at some point. Yeah, it's, it's any, not a bad one, but everything right. else they've done is kind of just like, ugh. So anyway, uh, so anyway, on Matthew Inman's blog, he brought up, you know, he brought up they had done this pickup work, and I guess he did such a good job that he's going to be helming one of their movies in the future. Oh. Yeah. Oh. If, yeah, they gave the oatmeal carte blanche to do a movie for Illumination. Oh, well, that's intriguing. <laughs> Just don't let it be a sequel to The Grinch. <laughs> Good God. What a miscalculation that was. Oh, boy. And that was my brother's reaction. I asked him about The Grinch, and he, I said, how was it? And he goes, inoffensive. And I go, that's not a good sign. And he goes, was yeah. It- he goes, he goes, it's just, 
it's just there's nothing there, dude. <laughs> it's lettuce. Quick, yeah. Without thinking, describe the taste of lettuce. Water. Yeah, that's not a taste. <laughs> okay, hold on. Wait. I counter that with, okay, then, smartass, describe the taste of water. Lettuce. Fuck off. <laughs> describe the taste of, fine, fine. Describe the taste of, of damn it, broccoli. Shut up. Okay, broccoli actually has a taste. Yes. I, can't, I cannot describe it because I am not a fucking molecular gastronomer. Broccoli but it does like have a taste. steam. <laughs> ah, no. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't know every time I've ever had broccoli, I dip it in ranch or whatever. Oh, so. see, so then you're not actually eating the broccoli. There you it go. It's just a ranch delivery service. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Same thing with baby carrots. That's right. That's right. <laughs> it, it, it's, the old, it's the old thing where you finally look at the uh, calories on a packet of salad dressing and go, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> this packet of salad dressing from McDonald's is three cheeseburgers. Yes, it is, motherfucker. <laughs> it's not about actually eating healthy. It's about lying to yourself. It's exactly what it is. I will say, though, I do feel better after I eat a salad than if I eat a cheeseburger. That there is, is that. Fair. Yes, yes, you do. You always do. It's like, well, at least I made some attempt. Even if yes. I drowned, even if I drowned it in dressing, at least I at least I put in the effort to 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 choke down these stupid leaves. I drowned Yay. it in dressing and ate a loaf of garlic bread with it. Wait a <laughs> minute. <laughs> I think I might have, I think the cheeseburger might have actually had fewer calories. Whatever. It probably did. It's the fat. Oh well, we'll focus on the fat now. Sorry, that ranch has. Damn it! Shut up. <laughs> oh, Stop man. ruining things for people. So just uh, let people enjoy things. So what um what do you think the next big thing coming out this summer that's actually going to be worth waiting for is going to be Mason? Uh, like as far like like movies. Movie Let's or... go with movies, but in uh, general. Mm. I've kind of lost hope. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But I oh, I I need to pull on. I need to pull up a list of yeah, uh, the too. movies that are. Come, they are coming out, so I can tell you. Like for I, example, I think I think the the Fast and the Furious spinoff will be entertaining. That's gonna be fun as hell. Um, that's gonna be a great time. <laughs> so that'll be that'll probably be at least the surest chance of getting something fun to watch. Um, I don't know when it comes up. Did you see the trailer for Ad Astra? Yeah, that looks fucking. That looks bonkers. awesome. That looks fucking crazy. <laughs> I think. Um, Child's Play is doing a great job at stunt casting their voice for Chucky, but won't be good. Mm. Um, that, that movie's going to be dog shit. I love, I love the idea of Mark Hamill doing the voice, though. I just love Mark Hamill. I love Mark Hamill, too. But, but you that know is what? total stunt casting. It, it's stunt casting, and they're, you know what? Four months after that movie is released, someone's going to take it, chop out all the parts where Mark Hamill is doing his Chucky voice, Post the post the compilation to YouTube and be done with it. Right. That's it. Um, That's all we're getting. What do you think? How do you think Men in Black International is going to turn out? Man, I like I, the cast. I love, I love Tessa Thompson. I love Chris Hemsworth. They have the great. They have doesn't great... look very good though. That's my. Problem. I mean, here's the thing: you can get away with a lot. If your two leads have, you know, are having fun with it, and they very clearly are having fun with it, but then again, there's only been one good Men in Black movie. Yes, that is true. 
and it was called Ghostbusters. <laughs> no, no, I love the first Men in Black. Yeah, no, Men in Black's um, great. That's just but, um, I will say this. It's two hours and zero minutes long, which means at least it wasn't cut to make money. Hooray? We'll see. I mean, no, no when you we'll see, see when you see the one hour thirty five minute thing come up, you're like like with Warcraft. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God. And you're like, oh no. <laughs> Um, we, will, we, have, we will never get a director's cut of Warcraft. It's we a shame because Duncan it, Jones put his all into that, and I don't it, hate that movie. I, I, it's a know, missed I, opportunity, I, but I don't hate it. I re, You know what? I enjoyed that movie a lot better than most, and you know, I watched your brother. You know, I remember I watched your brother's review. He, and everything, he, he dislikes everything, it way more than me. Yeah. He dislikes it, and you know what the thing is? Everything he said is accurate. I just – I can't fault the movie – I I felt so bad. He called me up after seeing the movie when he was going home that night to write his review. And he goes, oh, I saw Warcraft. And I was like, how was it? And he goes, let me preempt this. I got to meet Duncan Jones before I watched it. And it's the first time I ever met Duncan Jones. And he is so jazzed about his movie. And he was such a fan. And he was so fun to talk to. And he got me really amped up. And then I watched it and I felt so bad for him. And I'm like, oh, that sucks, Bob. He goes, I know. He goes, he really, really, really was trying his ass off to make a great movie. <laughs> I went, oh, that sucks. Okay. How do you think The Lion King is going to turn out? So, I... I'm in a rare side of people that I actually quite enjoy these Disney live-action remakes. And I know that it's a kind of popular opinion to shit on them, and and I agree that it's kind of Disney just kind of masturbating for a little while and going, hey, look, we already did this once, we can do it again, and we know you'll show up. But I also think it gives them a chance to, I'm not going to say delete the original movie because anytime there's a remake of anything in my opinion it never deletes the original i like remakes that elevate the original or have something new to say and so i like what they've done with most of their remakes because they've been able to either retcon story decisions that were kind of silly in the original that don't work nowadays or take out some inherent racism that was in an older one that just wouldn't work now and kind of get a chance to kind of like wink at it and do it again to varying degrees of success. I I, I heard the new Dumbo movie was terrible. Yeah, I heard um, that too. I heard but that. I actually, I don't know if you've seen it, but I really liked the new Aladdin. I, you know what? Uh, me and my friend went to saw that like two two weeks ago or so. I wouldn't call it, it a was, great movie, but no, I really it, liked it. It was, you know what? It was all right. I I appreciate. I, I I found myself not nearly as turned off by Will Smith's genie as yeah. I assumed I would. He was Here, charming. He was, <laughs> like, he was. You know when when he was allowed to just be. You know. Uh, magic life coach. Yeah, that was exactly. fun. Exactly. Here, and okay. that's what I mean. Everything that was new about the new Aladdin, I loved. And that was a lot of the movie, so that made me happy. I can't go that far because my biggest problem with the movie was Jafar for all the dimension they tried to give him was fucking boring. Sorry, I just forget he was even in the movie, so that's why I didn't include him in my last statement. Oh, well, I was a a thief too, and I had to claw for everything I got. Yeah, okay, good for you. It's almost... You know what? But when you know when the magic blue Will Smith gives you infinite magic power, it's okay to just be a little manic and start nibbling on the scenery a bit. It's all right. Yeah. Like 
he was turned into a fucking genie and he was just like, oh, this is weird. It's almost <laughs> like they wrote a really clever idea for Jafar and then said, well, we wrote something really cool so we can stop trying now. Yeah. And it's like, it's like we have, I have, look, it's, it's, it's <laughs> This is the this is like the lazy man's version of making a D and D character. There, I've given him a very interesting origin. So now, when I play him, it can be as it can be the most rote and boring wizard you've ever you've all seen a billion times. Exactly. <laughs> so, so, so then, so back to Aladdin. I enjoyed Aladdin enough. I feel that the two biggest successes they've had have been Cinderella and The Jungle Book, and Cinderella because it it did something almost inherently different by being not a cartoon. Mm -hmm. Um, It, you know, took it very seriously. It was like a serious period drama. And then I loved the jungle book by basically being a live action adaptation of the jungle book. And I use live action in quotes because by live action, they're doing that not hand animated. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just because most of the jungle book was digital. Um, But um, I like that they fixed the story. Yes. Because the way the Jungle Book ends originally is really doesn't it's make just, any sense. It's sudden. It's it's like it's like uh, I don't want to. I don't want to go to the Man Village. I don't want to yeah. go to the Man Village. I don't want to go to the Man Village. Hey, it's a, hey, a lady who looks who looks like me singing about yeah. one. Okay, I guess I do want to go to the Man Village. So and like, that was the fuck. And, <laughs> and that was entirely John Favreau's choice to mm-hmm. change. And I really like John Favreau, mm-hmm. and I think you know he he's been doing a lot of great stuff. I mean he's. He's an executive producer on all the Marvel movies. He made the yep. Jungle Book. He's directing The Lion King. Yep. And I don't know if you knew this, but he's one of the creators and showrunners of The Orville, which I, did not I don't know that. I don't really like Seth MacFarlane all that more. I don't like his shows all that much. I like Seth MacFarlane. I think he seems right. like an all right guy. But I love The Orville. I have like not The seen Orville it. just makes me smile. He basically went, I'm making Star Trek. It's just not going to be called Star Trek. Here you go. <laughs> Okay. And so there's not there's not that much more of a joke there. Like the characters are funny, but it's not a comedy. So. I, I might have to check that out at some. So point. I, I enjoy it. I haven't seen the whole thing, but I think mm-hmm. it's fun. So with that, it, it's my long way of getting to the fact that I think he's going to do a bang up job on the Lion King, and I think the Lion King looks good. With that, I don't really know what more it has to say. That's you know what. I think it'll be interesting because it obviously has a lot more, has a lot more uh, Af- actors of African descent in the movie as right. you know we're not we're not getting Matthew Broderick as Simba again you know so right. it'll you know what maybe you know maybe just by having black actors play these clearly African characters will it'll be enough who the hell knows though I mean ch- some of these, look, some of the choices are inspired. Fucking Chiwetel Ejiofor as goddamn Scar. That's going to be something else. Oh, yeah. Because, <laughs> like, anybody who saw Doctor Strange know that he's really good at playing, like, the villain that thinks he's the he, he, that thinks he's the hero, that thinks he's doing the right thing. Yep. So, we'll see. You know, good on them for getting James Earl Jones back to basically just uh, just repeat his uh, his lines as Mufasa from the animated version 25 years yeah, ago. Yeah, and it seem, sounds like he's doing a different take on the voice, too, for mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 different. It's different enough. And, I mean, that's not just because, you know, he's 25 years older. It's... <laughs> no, I, it's it sounds like he's intentionally giving it a different... Mm-hmm. Um, take on the uh, on the character, and I like that. 
Well, The Lion King is a movie that everybody of the right age has seen about 50 times. So oh, yeah. everybody is everybody, – every, every opportunity I got as a kid. You know, I've seen this movie a billion times. Let's see. I can, uh, you know, the school is giving me a choice of watching The Lion King or going to hang out in the computer lab. I'm going to watch The Lion King again. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> I'm dumb. Um, but here, check this out, Chris. I'm going to attempt a massive segue. Sweet. And then um, I not, I love talking to you and I'd like to have you on again, but I will say after Massive Segway, I'd like to wrap up because we've been going for an hour and a half and it's one thirty okay. in the morning for me. Oh, goodness. Okay. So but that's okay. <laughs> so John Fav- I, I know that John Favreau di- did a lot of his direction in The Lion King inside virtual reality because they, they built the sets. They built the sets virtually and then used consumer-grade VR hardware in order to insert the director in there so we could sit there and point out, no, I want this over here. I want the exactly camera Exactly how they did Tintin with Steven Spielberg, actually. I did, I did not know that. So I'm going to use that as a segue to, say, to ask, have you ever tried VR? No. Um, I've tried cheap in-home, like, cardboard VR. That doesn't really count. Yeah, that's the only kind I've done, and I and I and I actually really enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. So I could imagine like Oculus is probably pretty kick ass, and then so something I, higher than that. Okay, so I just got an Oculus Quest. Now I have been on the VR train since 2016. I have an I have a Vive. I am absolutely getting uh, Steam's new headset uh, at the end of the month. Because and Oculus Quest is the headset that that is that's, the, that's that's the video game system, right? That, that is the like, four hundred. Yeah, that that's the four hundred dollar completely standalone. You don't need a computer. You don't need anything else. You just you give them the money. You put on the headset. You draw you draw a square around yourself, and you're golden. It takes ten seconds to set up. And oh, it's, is it awesome? Okay, again, I have the HTC Vive. In if I'm comparing them, the Vive is. It's, it, it works, and it works amazingly well, but it's it's very technological. You can understand how it works because you have to hang the lighthouses that sit there and blast infrared lasers throughout the room, and then the headset and the controllers catch those lasers and use math to figure out where they are. Right. That's, that's technological. The Quest uses four cameras, and it just fucking works the second you put it on your face. So that shit feels like it was, it was, uh, it was made by the Dwarves of Moria. That shit feels magical. It should not work. As so they so they went and made the Apple product version of it, VR, where it just you turn it on and it does it. Yeah, kind of like it legit. Sh- I don't know how the fuck it works. I'm too stupid to understand it. And anyone who's tried to look at John Carmack's Twitter feed is fine. Probably finds themselves in that in those shoes of I'm too stupid to understand this. If you've looked at John Carmack's Twitter feed, it's literally pretty much all code and him using language that just doesn't sound like English anymore. <laughs> Jesus. But yeah, it's so what you're is I need to go and find a question. I'm saying go to your local Best Buy, see if see if and see if you can demo one because it's something else. What have you played? Um, I. Try I I uh, I got Vader Immortal, which is a episodic Star Wars game, um, where you are a uh, just a, a smuggler. You get pulled down to Mustafar uh, for something that Vader wants you to do, because um, he's trying to find someone with a specific blood heritage. Because of course, um, here's the thing: uh, Darth Vader, v- 
very tall. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Lots of people don't realize that, but uh, Vader's motherfucking imposing. But what's cool about this is I'm not sure if it's doing this, but I feel like it is. I'm pretty sure because the quest knows where the floor is. So it's I'm pretty sure it scales the world to the player's height so that Darth Vader is always like like a taller taller than he's, you. he's yeah he is always taller than you it doesn't matter how tall you are and it works shockingly well because he's a, he, you know it's, it's a the, the first episode is ten dollars it's like an hour and a half long experience vader's only in a few scenes but when he shows up you just your jaw drops and it's like i don't want to piss off this virtual representation of the dark lord of the sith cuz he will reach through my fucking vr vr glasses and rip out my eyeballs <laughs> oh that sounds awesome it is like between that and super hot vr which basically makes you feel like keanu reeves in the later matrix movies <laughs> with this with as much fucking cool guy shit you can do I strongly recommend, at the very least, trying it out. <laughs> oh, absolutely. It's more of I haven't gotten the opportunity. Mm-hmm. It's not something I'm interested in. Packs, um, I wanted to try it. And there was strong of a line for all the VR right. booths, which right. would have well, been really cool. Well, it's on store shelves now, so there's nothing really stopping anybody other than the fact that it's been sold out. 400 bucks, yeah, well, sold out. You know what? The four hundred bucks, I don't think, is a huge is is is, is a huge block because if, if that was the case, the video game console industry wouldn't be would be dead. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. People wouldn't have an Xbox three hundred and sixty for every room, or a so Xbox One for the three rooms of their house they play it in. <laughs> right. Yeah. Jesus. But I mean, if you think about it, this is even cheaper because at least this you don't have to own a fucking TV. No, I I like the idea of of that. I really do. I think that's. I think the biggest thing that was holding back me from thinking about VR was the fact that I had to have a really good computer that could run it. Well, you know? no more. No yeah. more. That's cool. Speaking of really good computers that can run things, I um, even though I, I just have a, I upgraded to a Surface to do all this podcasting and everything else, and it's really nice. It's amazing how well a Surface pretends that it's a laptop, and I think that's really cool. Um, but it runs the new Resident Evil 2 game so nice. Have you oh, played that? I'm not really into the survival horror yeah. stuff. I, see, that was I, one of my first PlayStation 2 experiences. A PlayStation 1, sorry, from when I was younger. And seeing it redone makes me so happy. I have to keep putting it down, though. The game scares the living shit out of me. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I heard. It's they, they upped the ante on how fucking intense it is. I can tell you that. And I was just thinking about how that would be as a VR experience would probably give me a heart attack. Well, remember they, when they made Resident Evil 7 a couple years ago? They that had a game VR. Full, that game is fully... If you have a PlayStation VR, it's fully playable. For whatever reason, the VR mode is not available on the PC, which makes no fucking sense to me. You already have it available. That's weird. Yeah, like, why would you not... It was uh, just to know, sell PlayStation VR. Would, you know, whatever. Hey, you know, PlayStation VR has sold, you know, has probably done more for the VR... Uh, quote-unquote industry than most things have so that's awesome i can't sit there i can't say i can't sit there and give sony too much shit for doing the whole you know cheap jack cheap jack vr built on built on our old exactly system well man um it has been an absolute blast talking to you again and i think we're just gonna have to keep doing this (laughs) because 
I, th- I think we get along real well on this, but um, I'm going to say, is there, is there anything you want to plug or pitch to the world before we wrap this up? Uh, nothing of mine, but uh, if every, if anybody's, li- you know, if anybody listening cares and you absolutely should, cause it's for a good cause. Uh, it is, uh, <laughs> it is getting to be the middle of June, which means that uh, in a couple weeks, uh, summer games done quick will take over a week of my life. <laughs> That's the the biannual speed running marathon. Games done quick, where they raise uh, millions of dollars for Doctors Without Borders or Prevent oh, Cancer awesome. Foundation or whatever. I love watching that shit every year, even though I it's it's just fun to watch people be so absurdly good at video games in the most ridiculous way possible. When that's happening, can you send me the link so I can share it around? Because I'll One, forget. Oh, a thousand percent. A thousand Please percent. Please do. It's just uh, that's yeah. awesome, dude. Everybody, everybody, check out gamesdonequick.com. That is where you that is where you'll find it. I believe it starts uh, June twenty third. Uh, not a hundred percent certain. Yeah, yes. June twenty third through thirtieth. Awesome. So, <laughs> I strong. You know, it's a week. It's a week long. A uh, bunch like they speed run like hundred hundred plus games. Uh, they always have a tool assisted block where they have a robot do shit that is just com- the most bonkers shit you've ever seen, <laughs> which shouldn't even be possible. I saw uh, uh, one year they had a robot uh, basically hack Super Mario World and and uh, just in real time and reprogram Super Mario Maker into it. Nice. That's yeah. awesome. Oh, Super Mario Maker. Oh, that's going to be so much fun when that comes out in the end of the month. <laughs> Can't wait. All right, man. Well, I'm I'm passing out. So uh, I'm going to thank you again, Mason, for joining me for a second time. And everybody out there, you know, since I didn't plug it at the beginning, um, I do four podcasts. Um, and again, thank you, Mason, for shooting the shit with Chippa. And thank you all for listening. And um, I'll talk to you all again soon.